Turn with me to Acts chapter 4. We're beginning a new series this morning. You ready? Okay. Acts chapter 4. Now, this fourth chapter is the flow, obviously, from the previous, the third chapter. And in that chapter is where the man, the lame man at the gate called Beautiful was healed, supernaturally raised up. But then the, uh, the leaders of the synagogue got upset about that healing. And they uh, had the uh, apostles apprehended and threatened them and, and beat them. You know, you'd really find out how strong you believed in healing doctrine if they came and got you after the healing line and beat you. You know, uh, we enjoy a lot of freedom because others endured persecution in front of us. You know, uh, Brother Parham, they used to threaten him and to beat him up and threaten his life uh, after service and because he had preached Acts 2-4, being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And his family was concerned for his life just because he preached that it was for today and you could be filled And, of course, you know, if you know anything about history, numerous people executed, burned at the stake, just because they thought everybody ought to have a Bible they could tote around and read in their own language. So aren't we thankful for the sacrifices? And, well, should we be willing to make some sacrifices for our generation to take some things further? And you can see some of these things. For instance, in the areas of prosperity, there's been progress made. You know, not long back, Hardly anybody believed that a child of God, uh, much less a preacher or minister of any kind, could have anything or ought to have anything. But some of that's being changed. And uh, it's not just so you can enjoy some stuff, but so you can do something. I mean, you can't have a worldwide outreach with no money. It takes money. And it's easy for God. Easy for Him. Well, in connection with this, they overcame and instead of When they threatened them and told them not to preach or teach anymore in Jesus' name, they didn't just run scared. They went back and prayed and asked the Lord to give them boldness. Help them to preach this stronger than they ever have. And the Holy Ghost came through and shook that place where they were praying. And down in verse 32, Acts 4.32, the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Great power. The apostles witnessing of the resurrection and great grace was upon them all. Let's say that last phrase out loud a couple of times. And great grace was upon them all. Say it again. And great grace was upon them all. Up upon, we don't use that word as much in modern uh, usage, but it means it's just a joining of up and on. Today we usually drop the up and just say on. But something was on them, wasn't it? Something was on them that was more than them, bigger than them, other than them. And if you read, I encourage you to, uh, after the service next week, whenever, read this third, fourth, and fifth chapter uh, together 
through and you'll see that these, this church, man, they're having miracles. They're having healings. They're having people being saved daily. People coming into the kingdom daily. And even people that didn't believe in Jesus and didn't go to the church respected them. Something was on them. There was something about the whole group. And not just on a handful of preachers or prayers or or this. Did you read the phrase? Great grace was on who? On them all. Upon them all. Everybody. From the least to the greatest. Everybody. There was something on them. Grace. Now if you study the scripture Old Testament, New Testament. You'll find that the words grace and favor. Are oftentimes from the very same Hebrew word or Greek word. Same thing. Grace and favor. And so you could say it like this. Favor was on them. Grace was on them. So we're beginning this morning talking about the phenomenal favor of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The phenomenal. Now phenomenal means extraordinary. Everybody say phenomenal. Phenomenal. You like phenomenal? Phenomenal means uh, extraordinary. It means... uh, Exceptional, it means outstanding, it means surpassing. That sounds good, doesn't it? The extraordinary, exceptional, outstanding, surpassing favor of God was on them, was on the whole group. Now, grace and favor, what exactly is it? One of the... uh, root words that's used a lot in the scripture literally means to uh, to bend down to stoop down reach down to in kindness as a uh, superior reaching down to an inferior it's a picture of God reaching down and grace is kindness it's a gift not something that was earned or deserved, or merited. If you look up some uh, dictionaries, will say that grace is unmerited favor. I think that's true. That's right. But that's not really telling at all. The grace of God is His favor, His anointing, His ability, His support, His wisdom. It goes on and on and on. It's his help and it's gift. It's a gift. Everything about it is a gift. The word gift helps sum up the whole idea. It's something that's given to you. Now, the grace of God is what we're saved by. But it's also what we live by day in and day out. The great news is you can have more of it than you're experiencing right now. Anything and everything that we've been able to do and accomplish up to this point that was worth anything was by the grace of God. That's just a fact. I mean, the truth be told, 
You can't get up in the morning and find the bathroom without the grace of God. Much less make it to the road and make it to work or school or whatever. Why? Because it's only by the grace of God that your heart keeps beating. And if your heart quits beating, you're not going to keep going. It's only by the grace of God that you keep breathing and have another breath. It's only by the grace of God that you have any brightness and, uh, of mind and even know what's going on. Did you know this? It is by the grace of God. And with enough grace, you can do anything. With enough grace, you can receive anything. With enough grace, you can be anything. Hallelujah. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Look with me over in, uh, we'll find Luke, how about it, the first chapter. Luke 1. How much difference does the favor of God make in your life? The grace of, how much difference? I tell you what, instead of going there, go to Genesis. We got to back up. <laughs> go to Genesis, please. The sixth chapter. This is a really, really fine picture of what, how much difference the grace makes in your life. Genesis 6 and verse 5. Genesis 6 and 5, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 6, it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. Uh, How many know it must have been bad? Some years ago, I was watching the news and boy, so, so many bad things had happened and people had done so much sin and junk and they were talking about stuff and I thought Lord I mean I guess the world's you know worse than it's ever been and the Lord spoke to my heart he said no it's been much worse than this and we've tended not to think that way but then he reminded me of this it was so bad here the world it couldn't continue so no don't get to thinking that it repented the Lord he had made man on the earth it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said, I'll destroy a man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Wow. But. I want you to tell me what made the difference. But. One man. Noah. Found grace. In the eyes of the Lord. How much difference did grace make in the lives of Noah and his family? When everything around them was rotten to the core. And judgment was coming and the whole thing was about to be wiped off. What made the difference? (laughs) Grace made all the difference. Grace turned An unsurvivable event into survival. With enough grace, you can get through what destroys everybody else. 
It's a fact. There it is right there. With enough grace. What takes everybody apart? What turns everybody around you inside out? What brings everybody to their knees? Won't bring you to your knees. And if you're smart, when you're past it and through it, and people look at you and go, that's amazing. How did you do that? How did you do that? I've never seen anybody so strong in my life. I never seen anybody so smart. I never, you say, ho, 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 ho. (laughs) It's the grace of God in me and on me. It's his great grace. And that's not trying to be humble. That's reality. And when, if you make it when others don't, it was grace. You received when others didn't, it's grace. Don't leave and brag about your faith. Don't leave and brag about how hard you worked. Mm-mm. Don't give the credit to your prayers. Don't give the credit to your preachers. Don't give the credit to your local church assembly. Don't give the credit to your family. And your fathers and forefathers. And yeah, we, we moors are a tough bunch. We moors, we come through. Not without God, you don't. <laughs> we smiths, we this, we that. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. It's by grace. Through faith. Not of works. Lest anybody should brag. Everybody say it's grace. It's grace. It's grace. It's grace. How much difference does grace make in your life? It made the difference between them being destroyed with everybody else or surviving. And I know this is the ultimate thing with all of us. I mean, this is why we're not going to hell. Because the ark is a type of salvation. And we're in the ark today. We're in here. I'm in the ark. The flood's coming. The flood is coming. And folks are going to be swept away and swept into hell in the lake of fire. I know people don't like to talk about it, but it's Bible. It's true. It's real. And the only ones that, I mean, if it's just based on how good you can be and what you can do, nobody is good enough and nobody could do enough to free themselves and spare themselves from the coming judgment. You just can't do it. But for grace, we have found favor with him and, and grace has allowed us to be safe. Somebody say, I'm in the ark. I'm in the ark of Jesus. I'm in the ark of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You still got Luke over there? Favor and grace. Now, the word favor, we get our word favorite. From favor, favorite. And the word favor has to do with this, this goodwill, this grace, this kindness. 
Like I said, first service, though it pains me a little bit to say it, (laughs) after uh, much study and many years, I have to concede that Phyllis is right. (laughs) She is God's favorite. (laughs) But the good news is, she's not his only (laughs) favorite. But she is. Favorite means a person with special favor. (laughs) Special. And implying and inferring more favor than another. (laughs) And you know. In times past, I would tend to think, well, 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 now God's no respecter of persons. He doesn't play favorites. And the Lord helped me to see last night that I was wrong. <laughs> and the thing I was wrong about was assuming that being specially favored was the same thing as being a respecter of persons. It is not. Being a respecter of persons, which God does not do, is receiving somebody for who and what they are. Treating them differently because of who they are. And he does not do that. But he does favor some more than others. And grace some much more. Than others, and he's absolutely fair and just in doing it. Not that the others couldn't have more. They can, if they're willing to change some things and do some things. But there are those who are experiencing more of his favor than others. And the good news is, everything that you've done of any merit has been by his grace. But you can have 30% more, 50% more, 100% more. You can have three times the grace in your life in the days to come than you have had leading up to this time. The grace in and upon your life can be increased. Become greater. See, he didn't just say they had grace on their life. Great Grace. Well, that reveals there's degrees. If there's great grace, there could be less. Some grace and more grace and great grace. And the good news about that is grace is God giving you opportunity, but it's also God giving you ability. We wouldn't even have the opportunity to get saved if it wasn't for the grace of God. You would have never found out about Jesus and the cross and the work and that you were lost in heaven and hell. It was the grace of God you even found that out. And it was the grace of God you had an opportunity at that church that day or in front of that TV or or riding that, wherever it was that you gave your heart to the Lord. It was the grace of God that got you there and gave you that opportunity. Elsewhere, you'd have never found it on your own. You'd still be bumping along in darkness. But not only that, 
Not only does he give you the open door, does he give you the opportunity, but once you're in it, then whatever needs to be done now, his grace is the ability. It is the strength. It is the wisdom. It's everything you need to accomplish what you now have the opportunity to do. Can you see? By grace, opportunity. By grace, ability. Grace is big. Big. And what you've been able to do up to this point that's been worth anything has been by the grace of God. But with more grace, how would that affect your life? How would greater grace affect you? I'll tell you exactly how it'll affect you. The things that you've struggled to do with more grace will now be easy to do. And the things that you have failed to do with enough grace, you can now do. With enough grace, you can receive anything. Maybe it's been a healing or a financial thing that you just have floundered and hadn't received it and hadn't received it. With enough grace, you can receive that thing. Maybe it's been a habit or an addiction or a sin that you just have kept falling into and just kept messing up in the same area over and over again. With enough grace, you can get free. I mean free indeed. And stay free. Stay free. With enough grace, you can be the man, the woman you know you should be. You can be the husband you should be. You can be the wife you should be. You can be the father you should be. You can be the mother you ought to be. You can be the man or woman of God you could be and should be. With enough grace, you can be it. You can do it. Do you believe it, friends? Are you hungry for more grace? Are you desirous of greater grace? The Lord said this in the first service, and I think I should repeat it. It applies to this group here as well, that there were individuals in the church that had struggled, struggled, struggled in their marriage and just hard, hard in the family. But this is the beginning of greater grace. This day right here, the beginning. You know, you need to come. You need to stay hooked in this series and you need to feed on this and meditate on it so your faith can grow and you can receive more grace. But with enough grace, folks had been fighting like cats and dogs and just hard atmosphere in their home and problems with the kids with enough grace it can be a totally different place just in a short amount of time people can come in and go this is amazing the peace in your house is just tangible and you got the most beautiful marriage and the most beautiful family and if they only knew last year or the year before or what the, the where it was at but you can just look at them and smile and go well it is the grace of God it is the grace of God that has gotten us to him. Do you believe God could do that? Yes. You believe he loves you? You believe he would do that for you? That, that is, yes, it's his will. Sit out loud. Lord, I'm asking Lord, I'm asking for greater grace. For greater grace. I, desire I desire it. I hunger for it. Allow to come upon us. More grace. Greater grace. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Teach us how, Lord. Show us what we need to see. In Luke 1, are you there? Luke 1, verse 28, the angel came to Mary. He said, what? Hail, thou that are what? 
High, not just favored. Highly. Are there different degrees of favor? There are. You got favor and then you got more favor. And then you got a lot of favor. And then you got a whole lot of favor. <laughs> you got some favor and then you got highly. High. And when the angel of God comes and tells you. You sister. Are highly. Because I've been around a long time and I've seen favored. <laughs> You're not just favored. <laughs> you are highly well, you think about it, out of all the women on the planet through the generations, the one that has the honor and privilege of bearing and carrying the master? Highly. Now, is he a respecter of persons by allowing her to do that and not allowing other women to do it? No, no, he's totally fair and just. But she was just highly favored. Keep reading. Highly favored. The Lord is with you. That's part of the favor of the Lord is he's with us. His presence is with us. And the more this is evident, the more people will like being around you. Because they'll get around you and they'll sense that favor. And maybe they'll go out and they're doing stuff with you and they'll experience and see the favor at work. And now listen now, they'll tend to want to give you the credit. Because if you're natural, all you're seeing is natural. And they heard you say it and do it and saw how wonderful it worked. And they think, wow, she's smart. He's smart. They're tough. They're this. But come on, if you're smart, if you really are, tell me what you'll do. You'll go, Grace, Grace, I wouldn't have been able to get out of bed this morning. I didn't think of that on my own. That came to me from him. No, they didn't do that just because they liked the way we look. God got here before we got here. And he inclined their hearts. How many know he can turn a person's heart just like that? He can just incline, turn their heart. They didn't want to talk to you and boom, now they like you. How did that happen? Never take the credit. If you want to cut off your favor, that's how to do it. Take the credit. Take the glory and take the credit. If it's his grace... It's his glory. Say it out loud. His grace. His glory. See, if it was his grace that caused it to happen, who ought to get the glory? Well, not you. Because it wasn't your grace. It was on you, but it was his grace. Say it again. His grace. His glory. His grace. His glory. In uh, this passage... He told Mary she was highly favored. I like just saying that, don't you? Highly. (laughs) You won't have to tell Phyllis twice. Highly. (laughs) Highly favored. Highly. You favored of the... No, I'm not just favored. I'm highly. Greatly. Blessed are you. Among women. Verse 30 He said to her again, fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor. What kind of difference did it make in Mary's life? The favor of God. Did this change her life forever? Also changed all our lives. 
forever. And come on, now think about that. The favor of God in your life doesn't just change your life. How many others are going to be affected because you were highly favored? Because of what came through her, in this case literally, physically, but also spiritually, what came through her by the grace of God is blessing the earth today. And what comes through you and me by the favor and grace of God. That's what it's intended. I mean, every good thing he gives you is ultimately to touch somebody else with. Yeah, it blesses you and helps you, but it's not supposed to end there. It's supposed to touch somebody else. And it's not supposed to stop. It touches them. They're blessed. It flows through them to somebody else. This grace is, and how many believe that the glory of the Lord, which is connected to the grace of the Lord, will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Can you see this just encompassing the globe? That word has been spoken by the Lord himself. How many believe it has to come to pass? It has to, no matter how long or what's in the way, it'll happen. It's in the process of happening. And skip down to the second chapter of Luke. Luke chapter 2 and verse 40, talking about Jesus. Luke 2:40, the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. Now, this helps you to see Jesus did not come into the earth as God and operate as God because God doesn't need to grow or wax or increase in his strength. So obviously Jesus did become a man, just like us, and left behind his mighty weight and power and glory. He didn't stop being the Son of God, but he laid aside his power and became like other men. And he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was what? The grace of God was on him. So even as a boy, The grace of God was on him. But look down in the 52nd verse. Now this is after this experience that he's had uh, with the religious leaders in the synagogue and inquiring them about the law and all these kind of things. The Bible said, verse 52, Jesus did what? Increased. Increased. Everybody say increased. Increased. Now if you increase, what does that mean? It means you got more now than what you had yesterday. He increased in what? Wisdom. Statures physically. He's growing up. He's getting taller and bigger. And what? Favor. Favor. He, He increased in favor and both vertically and horizontally. With God and man. You need favor with God, but then you're down here in the earth, you're dealing with people. You need favor with people too. Increased in favor with God and man. Look in Second Peter, the third chapter. Second Peter 3, and also why don't you find James 4. We'll just go maybe from one to the other. We want it to be established in the mouth of more than a couple of witnesses that grace can be increased. Grace can become greater in your life. With greater grace in your life, I'm talking about tomorrow morning. With greater grace than what you had last week, how would that affect you? How would that affect you? Would it affect you on your job? Hmm? 
things that it was hard for you to remember, it was hard for you to keep track of, and you just kind of, you know, half step behind uh, most of the day, with enough grace, your intellect will just go, whoop. Your memory will just go, ink. Just a tweak and sharp, and instead of being behind, you'll be ahead. You'll see this coming before it gets there, and you'll be ready for that, and, and ready for this, and, and somebody will come up and go, man, you are on today. Don't take it. Don't take it. Come on, help me out. What do you say? God's grace in me. I am experiencing some increased grace. And I'm very happy for it. Very thankful for it. (laughs) Elsewise, you would be dull. And lagging and dragging. When you struggle, struggle. And and it just seems like you're in a fog. And. And it's just so hard. And that means you're doing it on your own. No grace. And you're just not enough. And see, that's what the unsaved world is experiencing. That's why to them life is so hard. It's hard. It is. Without grace, it's hard. But what did Jesus say? Come to me. You that labor and are heavy loading. What did he say? Come to me. I will give you rest. I will give you relief. How's he going to give you relief? He's going to pour grace in you and on you and give you favor before you, behind you, around you. Come on. And what was so hard becomes easy. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How can it be that way? With his grace. It's that way. But you struggling to do it in your own. And no grace. It's hard. Laborious. Fatiguing. That's why so many people are so fatigued all the time. They're doing stuff. Now if you're doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing. The Lord's not going to grace you to be disobedient. (laughs) He's not going to give you favor to get out of the will of God. So you are, when it comes to getting out of the will of God and being hard-headed and disobedient, you are on your own. He's not going to help you with that. So smart people will quit that. Won't they? They will stop that. And instead of, you know, Lord, what can I do? What would you let me do? They'll come and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What has been your plan all along? Because then you won't have to beg for him to help you do that. That's already his idea. And he's already got the grace and favor ready. There's been times in my, I've experienced the grace of God for decades now at varying degrees. There have been times we're able to do stuff, but it was just a lot more work and a lot tougher. But then there's other times, I'm telling you, it felt like the Lord, he's not just helping me anymore. It feels like he's carrying me. It feels like he has just picked me up now and he's just carrying me. There's been times when you just felt like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm out of strength. I'm just... I'm tired, I'm, and whatever. And here comes the grace. Woo. Here comes the grace, and with that, you're just lifted up and just carried. With enough grace, you can see anything through. You can do anything. You can receive anything. You can be all that you should be. Say that loud. Thank God, Thank God. for His great grace. For his great grace. Amazing grace. Amazing. Phenomenal favor. It's mine. It's mine. 
It's on my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's on me. It's on my kids. It's on my grandkids. It's on my work. It's on my play. We don't leave home without it. Right? The grace of God and the favor of God. There's a passage where Moses is talking to, to God, and that's basically what he said. He said, if your favor and grace don't go, we don't go. And I'm with him on that. <laughs> no, if you ain't going, I ain't going. Because <laughs> he said, how will anybody know we're your people unless you go with us? Unless you're in this thing with us. I don't want to go. And he kind of set out on the Lord. And finally the Lord told him, all right, I'll go with you. So, <laughs> Thank God he is everything. And we've experienced some of this, but I'm telling you, I believe it's the plan of God to turn this up in our life and to increase it to the point where you walk in the room, something special just happened. A lot of folks may not understand it. And again, they'll try to give you the credit, never receive it. But this anointing on us, this grace on us, the Lord would have it to come up in the remaining months of this year, right now. This is what's going on. Because obviously he has more for us to do. And it's going to take more grace to accomplish it. But also you get to live in it. And instead of struggling and falling and floundering and just barely making it. How many believe God's well able to just pick you up another notch and just help you gain momentum? And it's more grace. It's greater grace. In 2 Peter, the third chapter, 3.17, he says, You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware, lest you also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Verse 18, 2 Peter 3.18, instead of falling, what do you do? Verse 18, but you grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Can you grow in grace? Can favor be increased in your life? Go with me to uh, uh, John, the first chapter, please. John 1. And then also uh, James 4. Let's look at James first, actually. James 4 and then John 1. We see here one of the first things we need to know about how to qualify and receive more grace than we have now. James 4 and 6. What does it say? But he, God, does what? Not just gives grace. Gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resisteth the proud. Now, the proud is going to take credit for everything. Yeah, I worked hard. I built this company from the ground up with my own two hands. I prayed this place into existence. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) If it wasn't for the grace of God, you couldn't even spell prayer. Wouldn't have a foggy idea what it was, much less how to do it. (laughs) A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into building this work. We paid the price. Oh, come on. 
Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, we got our part to play. But the truth is, you can get up early, you can stay up late, you can burn midnight oil, you can study till your eyes burn out and you fall off your chair and not get a thing worth anything and not accomplish anything. Unless and until the Lord, come on now, puts his hand on him and inclines people's hearts and moves, his spirit does things. It's not going to happen. It's not going to come together. It's not going to get done. And so the proud does not get this grace. The look at me, I did it. It's not going to get the grace. In fact, you're going to get resisted. Of the Lord. How many understand? That's a hard place. Where not only do you not have the grace, but you're getting resisted. You're getting resistance from the Lord. Well, how are you going to make that? You're going to struggle, struggle, struggle. It's going to be hard. But keep reading. God gives more grace. He resists the proud, but who gets this grace he's talking about? He gives grace unto the humble. Are you interested in growing? If you're interested in growing in grace, you've got to be interested in growing in humility. The two go hand in hand. And humility is not this phony stuff that a lot of people, religious idea. Humility is reality. It's truth. And the truth is, you need Him. Every moment of every day, you can't even comb your hair right the way it ought to be combed without some help from him. And the greater news is you have him. You don't just need him. You have him. He's with you. But you can still be saved and you can depend on him for some things, but then not depend on him for other things. You can depend on him for you get to pray in or you go to church or some of these things here and there for a healing. But then you can go to work and you go, man, I've been doing this for 40 years. I got this, Lord. <laughs> I know how to do this. Not like it ought to be done. And if we're going to step into greater grace... Those are the areas we need to look at are the things we think we can do. The things we think we know how to do. I'm telling you, there's grace here beginning to flow. Like we've already mentioned to husbands and wives, I see grace flowing to mothers. Mothers at home with their little ones on a Monday morning. And some of it's been a struggle and the kids have been wailing and this and that and this. But with enough grace, I'm telling you, you will become super mom. You can flow into that and make babies smile and just, you know, diapers changed and stuff clean. And people wonder, how did she do all that? And then you look amazing when you got through. <laughs> People will go, you are amazing. Look at these kids. Look at this. Look at you. <laughs> I just don't see how. That's because you can't do it by yourself. You've already proven. You keep falling short. 
and unable to do it and just don't feel like it and tired and don't see how and it's wearing you down. All you need is some more grace. That's what you need. And some of the grace is wisdom to know what to do and what not to do. What to leave off. What to not even get involved in. And what to do. But with enough grace, you'll just know. From the time you get up in the morning, you'll know, I need to do this, I need to do that. And you'll just remember everything that you need to remember. And you'll be at the right place at the right time. And what would have been a big problem, the Lord will give you a word in season. You'll just say it in kindness and love and faith. It'll diffuse the situation and save you three days of fighting right there, right there. Just saved. You never even have it. Huh? And know what to say concerning your child, concerning your teenager. You don't have to struggle and fight with your teenagers all the time. That ain't the will of God. With enough grace. You'll know what to say and they will even agree with you. And like it. And you'll just have to walk out of the room and smile and go, glory to God. Look at that. Great grace is in my house. Situations on the job. Where you just became convinced that person does not like me. They do not like me. Well, think about that the rest of the week and see how it helps you out. But with enough grace, the Lord will show you what to talk to them about and how to say it. And you will see them totally open up in a way you've never seen them before because the Lord knows what will touch them on the inside and cause them to see you in a different light. Amen. And just change the situation. Something you would have never figured out on your own in 50 years. And you won't even know why you brought that subject up or why you're using those words in the beginning. But when you see their response, you will know why. And you'll say, Lord, you are so smart. Wow. I would have never thought about that. But he knew all the time. And how was it you came to find out? How was it you knew to say that? How was it that you had the right words at the right time and just caught them at the right time and they were inclined and their mind was in the right place? How? How? It was grace in front of you and grace behind you and grace under you and over you with grace on your mind, grace in your mouth. Come on now. Grace, grace, grace. And if it's his grace, it's his glory. So when it happens, come on, do you know? When it happens, you give him all, all, all the credit, all the praise, all the glory. Don't let people give it to you. It's a lie if you take it. Don't take it. Now, you don't have to preach everybody a big sermon. But when they try to give the credit to you, you're smiling and go, no, no. It was the Lord helping me. Say it the way they'll understand it. No, he helped me. No, I wouldn't have come up with that. I'm not that smart. (laughs) Not on my own. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think I'd have preached this just for myself this morning, just just to hear it myself. Go to gospel account of John, John 1. We'll read this in closing. Praise be unto God. I think I'll just think about grace the rest of the day. Amen. Amen. And start my week out tomorrow with grace, grace, 
grace. It is by the grace of God. We can go from where we are. To higher places. Greater things. And accomplish much. Much. For the kingdom of God. John 1. And verse 14. The word. Jesus. Was made flesh. How did he come into this this world? We see Mary was highly favored. Right? And grace was involved in him getting into the earth. And he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace. Now we saw at one point, you see a a progression here, don't you? We see early in his life, said the grace of God was on him. Then a few years later, said he was increasing in the grace. Hear what he said, he was full. (laughs) Full of grace. Full of grace. Would it make a difference in your life if you just had some grace? And how about if you had some more grace? You You had increased and it just kept increasing. And you got to the place where in some areas of your life, you're just full of grace. Just full. Full of grace. So that when you opened your mouth and you talked about that, it was grace talking. Grace. You're operating in full grace. That's this experience I was talking about of being carried. I mean, it just seemed like he's almost doing it just through you. I mean, you just, you're aware of grace beyond what you've experienced before. You know, I speak, and so that's my area to believe for grace. I'm graced to speak. And there's been times where I struggled. And man, if I looked at people's face and didn't concentrate, I'd just lose my train of thought and not be able to find it till next week. (laughs) You know, that's not much grace. That's me trying on my own to get it. And there have been other times, it's just, this morning was not bad. Just, just, (laughs) just, uh. You're not struggling to try to find the next place. I mean, it's just flowing. It's just flowing. But there's been other times, and recently this has been happening more and more, and I'm excited about it. There's been times I'm hearing myself talk. It's like I'm standing on the side and hear, oof. And so I'm hearing it for the first time just like you are. And yet it's coming through my mouth. Mm. that's greater grace that's that's more grace I sense his presence in here today don't you you know he's got some very good plans for us in these upcoming months and these next years what's all this about because it's going to take more grace to do and but it's not just going to take it it's just going to be so much more fun it's just going to hallelujah glory to God John 1, 14, the word was made flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Everybody say glory and grace. grace. See, they go together. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, this was he of whom I spake. He that comes after me is preferred before me. Everybody say preferred. Preferred. That causes you to think about favor, doesn't it? 
preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 16, and of his fullness, when we already just got through reading, what was he full of? Full of grace and truth. And of that fullness, we have all received and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. There's evidence of grace in the Old Testament. God has always been a gracious God. But with the coming of Jesus, the windows of heaven opened up. Oh, hallelujah. For the grace of God to be poured out unprecedented. Fullness of grace. Verse 16 said out loud, grace for grace. grace. Said again, "Grace grace for grace. Now, the Young's literal translation from, uh, you know, Young's Concordance and Dictionary, he said it like this. Out of his fullness did we all receive and grace over against grace. That's the literal Greek. Grace over against grace. That portrays a picture of layered grace. Stacked, if you will. Stacked grace. (laughs) You got this level of grace. And then you got that. And then you got that. And then you got. Oh, come on. Can you see it? The Amplified says it like this. Out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received. All had a share and were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift upon gift oh glory to God is this available to us is this what we're called to this is his plan for our life we've experienced this level we're thankful we would not be here in this church today Except the grace of God. I mean our projects have been completed. We, we started over there. Now we're over here. We got land paid for and internet and cameras and word supply. And somebody say grace, 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 grace. And we are genuinely heartfelt, thankful for the Lord getting us to this point. Because we'd have never got here. We'd have never got here. Just with our hard work and our smarts. Never, never. Never. I could have done everything I knew to do, you too, and none of it would have happened. He had to get involved. And he did. But the great news is we don't have to stay here. We can keep this and get this on top and then this and then this grace upon grace upon grace favor upon favor upon favor until what seemed out of reach seems easily within reach what seemed too big too hard too far seems right here and let's get it now what was so hard and such a struggle becomes easy and light and what we previously found impossible now becomes possible Oh, stand up and give him praise. Stand up and give God glory. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we magnify, we praise you. 
We exalt you. We glorify your holy and wonderful name. Oh, hallelujah. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your phenomenal favor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.